Nursing Review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication, Nursing Review, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no obligation four-week trial subscription link. And now sit back, relax, and enjoy our latest Nursing Review podcast. I'm health editor Dallas Bastian, and I'm joined by Fiona Maguire with Youth Cancer Services. Welcome, Fiona. Hi there, thank you. You're an adolescent and young adult CNC at Prince of Wales Hospital. How does this role differ from ones you've previously held? Well, prior to doing this role, um, most of my work had been as a registered nurse in a clinical ward area and also as a clinical nurse specialist in those areas. So that's bedside nursing where you're doing the patient, um, you know, face-to-face contact every day and administering medications and doing line care and patient hands-on kind of care and it's shift work and it's um, a lot of the time, I guess, Although I was a more senior nurse, um, you're following orders, you know, given to you by sort of doctors on what the plan of care is, although you're making your own assessments and stuff. So with this role, I've been doing this role for about uh, seven years now. So with this role, um, it's different in that I work um, more autonomously. So mm-hmm. uh, my role is more just sort of like care coordination of the of the patient. I don't do much clinical care, although sometimes I do do, you know, an injection here or there or a dressing change so it is much different in that I um, do a lot of talking as as opposed to clinical care it's working in a smaller team there's only about four people in my team and I'm the nurse in that team although I job share so there is another nurse but it's only a one full-time position Um, it is different also in that I can make decisions on my own based on my own assessment I'm not sort of always having to um, you know, be guided by, you know, medical team or anything like that. So it is it is quite good in that way. You have a lot of responsibility and you have to be comfortable to make decisions, um, you know, obviously with, with input from the team, but you have, you, you're sort of guided by your own experience. And I think that's an important thing as well is that to, to do a position, to be in a position like this, you need lots of experience um, in nursing, like prior experience. I think it would be a hard job for a new nurse to do. Yeah. What led you to work specifically with adolescents and young adults? Uh, Again, I think I was um, drawn to this area. I've always liked just the age group, although um, like liked the babies too. But in my (laughs) clinical nursing in the oncology ward, I've been in oncology for um, like paediatric oncology for about over twenty years, I think. But in that in that time, I always just enjoyed looking after the adolescents. I like the fact that you can. talk to them and that you can sort of you know develop a different kind of relationship you can always ask their opinion about things you can get input about how they want their care to go so I really liked that I liked that they are their own people and that you have to always um, take on board their opinions and their wishes about about their care so that was always something that I enjoyed and I I also think that um um, just working with young people has challenges. I think sometimes, you know, as a you know tiny baby, as as compared to a adolescent or even compared to an adult, you know, a young baby basically is just 
you're caring for them based on you know what the decisions the parents make or what the what care is needed whereas adolescents I always like the fact that you had to really get their input on things so that really drew me to looking after this this age group. What are some of the more challenging aspects of your role and on the flip side what are um, some of the most rewarding aspects? Um, again I think I think some of those things can be quite similar sometimes I, mm-hmm. I find some of the more challenging things can be, um, well, the, you know, the the impact, seeing the impact that a cancer diagnosis at this age has on the young person, like, as again, you know, as opposed to an older person who may already be established in their career or established with their family, they might have had their family, they might be a bit older, so they're, you know, kind of more set up in their life, they're more financial, they have their independence. And again, you know, a younger person would be completely dependent on, like a child, a baby, completely dependent on family for their support, whereas this age group can be really transitional, so they may just be starting school, so they haven't really developed or, you know, got to that stage where they've, you know, completed their education or um, can financially support themselves. They may have just moved out of home or something, so then they're diagnosed with cancer and they have to take a step back and then start depending on parents again. They might have to give up their jobs. They might have to stop whatever course they're doing or they might be in the middle of HSC and, you know, their dreams of going to uni, not, you know, we obviously try to support them to reach their dreams of in education as well as vocational stuff, but it all sometimes has to be put on hold. And I just, I find that really challenging to um, see how people, how the young people adjust to that and to try and you know, still help them achieve what their goals are. That is one challenging aspect, but in some ways it's really rewarding rewarding because we see them come through the other side of that and still, um, you know, just really support them to achieve those goals. So mm. I also find another aspect challenging can be, of can just can be trying to, um, like, consider the family's wishes Sometimes when we've had cases where the family's wishes may be different to the young person's wishes, wishes in you know what how they want to manage their treatment, or you know they may not want mum and dad um, involved in every decision that's made, or they may not want information given to mum and dad, and that can be really challenging. Just trying to balance those needs of of the family members. Yeah, so is it a matter of balancing them or a case by case basis? Where it is very yeah. much case by case because yeah. certainly we have. You know, one nineteen. You know, I can think of two nineteen-year-old boys with the same young guys, same diagnosis. One who had been in the um, pediatric hospital system before, so he was a relapse, but same diagnosis at nineteen. And then another nineteen-year-old who was a new diagnosis. So was very. He was at uni, very independent. Mum and and you know, mum and dad weren't involved in his care at all. He made all his own decisions. He came to all the appointments by himself. Whereas the other nineteen-year-old, you know, wanted parents to stay overnight all the time and he you know didn't really know what even medications he was taking because it was always mum who was um, taking notice of that sort of stuff so it is very much case by case and I think that is one of the challenges is that just you really have to be flexible and be open-minded and what worked with one young person and their family may not necessarily work with the next person so you really have to be open-minded to what works differently with each young person. Uh, what would, uh, what should a person making a transition into a specific area of cancer nursing or, or moving from one area to another um, keep in mind? I think um, I think you have to keep in mind that the job that you think you do that you may be applying for or transitioning or you know transitioning to a different role may not always turn out to be exactly the way you thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. I think with this role, I 
although it's fantastic and I absolutely love it, but certainly at the start it's probably turned out to be a little bit different to what I thought it would be. As I said, we do a we do a lot of talking and it's, it is actually very diverse what we do. The things that we um, work with with these young people, as it's things like you know supporting their education and um, information provision, but it's also working with other staff members as well, like you know really supporting those other staff members out in the different hospitals who work with these young people that can't get into our hospital all the time so I think you really just have to consider that you have to um, sometimes you're going to find yourself in um, a position where you maybe didn't think that that's the job you would be doing that day but you've just got to be open-minded also just to consider that you're always there's someone around that you can always ask for help if you're not sure about something and I've always found that it's better if you find yourself in a situation or some circumstances where you're not sure what the best plan of attack is, it's always best to ask and just to really consider the resources and the professional support that's available to you with other nurses and other CNCs and other people who are in similar roles. It's always good to maintain contact with them and be involved in sort of professional development activities. Nursing Review podcast is an audio extension of the national nursing publication Nursing Review, available in print, web, e-newsletter, offering the latest news, trends, interviews and insights in nursing education. Subscribe to Nursing Review today by going to www.nursingreview.com.au and click on the no-obligation four-week trial subscription link.